We tend to think of our bodies and souls as the two separate compartments of physicality and spirituality, but that's not necessarily the case. Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page four, Duff Dalad of Ksubas, and we learn the secrets to the tzaddikim, the righteous, whose bodies never decompose in the grave because they are completely spiritual. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrusa today. I like to begin with a story. Construction workers were once digging in Rav Nachman's land when they came upon a grave. Suddenly, Rav Achai Bar Yoshia, who was buried there, shouted at them. Startled, they ran to Rav Nachman and cried, A dead man just rebuked us. Rav Nachman went to the construction site and said to the fellow buried there, Who are you? He replied, I am Achai Bar Yoshia. Rav Nachman asked him, How has your body been preserved? Didn't Rav Mari say that the righteous will turn to dust? Rav Achai responded, Who exactly is Mari? I had never heard of him. Why should I care what he says? Fine, Rav Nachman replied. Even without Rav Mari's statement, there is an explicit verse which is written, and the dust will return to the earth as it was. Rav Achai said to him, Whoever taught you the book of Kohelas, Ecclesiastes, did not teach you the book of Mishle, Proverbs. For it is written, A tranquil heart is the life of the flesh, but envy is the rotting of the bones. This means that anyone who has envy in his heart during his lifetime, his bones rot in the grave. And anyone who does not have envy in his heart, his bones do not rot. Rav Nachman reached down to touch him and confirmed that his flesh was indeed intact. He said to him, Let the master arise and come into my house. Rav Achai said to him, You have revealed that you have not even studied Nevi'im, prophets. And it is not just the Kesuvim of which you are ignorant, for it is written, And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open up your graves and lift you up from your graves, my nation. As long as the dead have not been instructed to leave their graves, leaving of their own accord is prohibited. I understand, said Rav Nachman. But may I please ask you one further question about the preservation of the flesh? It is written, For you are dust, and you shall return to dust. So why has your body not returned into dust? Rav Achai responded, That verse applies to the righteous only one hour before the resurrection of the dead. Let's look at today's Gemara. If they were about to celebrate a wedding, and his bread was baked, his animals slaughtered, and his wine diluted and the father of the groom or the mother of the bride died, we transfer the body into another room, and the bride and groom are ushered into the wedding canopy. They subsequently consummate the marriage and separate for the funeral. They then celebrate the seven days of the wedding feast, and afterwards they observe the seven days of mourning. Rav and Bar Papa quoted Rav Chista, the sages taught that they are married immediately only if one already gave, i.e. poured, water over the meat. But if he had not yet given water upon the meat, it can be resold. Says the Ritva, but if he did not place water, and if you ask, true that the meat may be resold, but what about the loss of the poured out wine? We could answer that since the meat may well be resold, even though poured wine may, might not easily be resold, some can nonetheless be resold without incurring a significant loss, because many buyers will jump at the opportunity to purchase the wine. Let's examine today's Gemara. There isn't a person on the planet for whom life doesn't have its ups and downs. Some people, though, manage the ebb and flow better than others. In this Gemara, Rav Chista offers advice to carry us 
through the lows. The happiest day in a person's life is standing under the chuppah, becoming united as one with the other half of his soul. The saddest day in a person's life is the passing of a loved one. As the Kriya, the rending of the garments, demonstrates, it's as if a piece of the mourner has been torn away from him. And so the Gemara talks about the two extreme circumstances of happiness and sadness and what to do when they coincide. Even beyond those extremes, life has many ups and downs. We all love the ups. The downs, though, are no less prevalent. The tools offered by the Gemara for dealing with tragedy amidst joy are not only useful for weddings and funerals, but they can be employed throughout all the challenges of our lives. Says the Gemara, you're about to celebrate a wedding, the bread's baked, the wine's poured, and the water or gravy has been poured onto the meat. Now all of a sudden the news arrives that the father of the groom has died. So what do you do? The Gemara explains that the wedding must go on. Rav Chista clarifies that we only proceed if the water has already been poured, because we can no longer resell the meat at that point. The Ritva comments that the dilution of the wine doesn't delay the funeral, because many people will jump at the opportunity to purchase even diluted wine. Nobody chooses tragedy in his life. We all live for the good times, and so when tragedy strikes, how do we deal with it? Here are two ways which offer varying degrees of success. We can either add water to the meat, or we can dilute the wine. Let's discuss watering the meat and the metaphor it symbolizes. Meat comes from an animal. All animals, including human beings, consist primarily of flesh and blood. The distinguishing element of man is the soul that allows him to rise above his natural animalistic instincts. Apart from the soul, we are little more than pieces of meat. How does meat in this world become holy? By infusing it with Torah and mitzvahs. Our souls came to earth gifted with the ability to transform and sanctify this mundane physical world. When we take cowhide, for example, and make it into a safer Torah, tefillin, and mezuzah, we've transformed a physical item into a holy spiritual one. It's now sacred, and it may not be disgraced or discarded. Now, if that's true of cowhide, it's most certainly the case concerning our own flesh. We have the ability to sanctify and elevate our physical bodies to a level even holier than a safer Torah. When our entire being is infused with Torah, the flesh may appear to be of this world, but it has actually become a spiritual entity. In our Gemara, Chista teaches that mourning is delayed if water is added to the meat. That doesn't mean the mourning is cancelled. Rather, the happiness floats above the mourning and takes precedence. We proceed with the wedding and only afterwards we hold the funeral. We celebrate the seven days of Sheva Brachas and then the Shiva is held. That's the extraordinary power of a little water added to the meat. In Tanakh, water is a metaphor for Torah. As the prophet Ishayahu declares, Yea, all who are thirsty come to the water. And so, on a homiletical level perhaps, the Gemara is teaching us that by infusing our physical beings with Torah, we can rise above the challenges of life. When every decision we make from the most spiritual to the most mundane is guided by Torah values and a commitment to heaven, we're able to ride even the most difficult waves of life. Why doesn't the pouring of the wine delay the morning? The Ritva explains that even if wine is diluted, people will jump at the opportunity to get their hands on it. Why? Because wine also eases the pain and allows a person to rise above the challenges of life. But it's a quick fix, and that's why everyone wants it. It numbs the pain, 
but it's not enduring. There are, to be sure, occasions when Torah is compared to wine, but our sages cautioned against excessive consumption, cognizant of the dangers of its intoxicating effects. Water has no such limitation. Water represents the purest symbol of Torah. Just like water, Torah spans the globe. Just like water, Torah is life-giving. Just like water, Torah comes from heaven. Just like water, the power of Torah is resounding. Just like water, Torah revives the soul. Just like water, Torah purifies from defilement. And most relevant to our topic, just like water, Torah purifies the body. In contrast with the quick fix of wine, the infusion of Torah has an eternal effect on the flesh, which explains why some tzaddikim, like Rav Achai, were so successful in their quest to elevate their physical flesh to the degree that their bodies didn't even decompose in the earth. Notice the word Rav Chista uses. He talks about giving the water onto the flesh. That's the same word we use when making the blessings over the Torah each day. Blessed are you, Hashem, who gives the Torah. Baruch atah Hashem no sen ha-Torah. Similarly, it's the root of the word matana, meaning a gift. The Almighty gave the Jewish people a special gift, the ability to infuse physicality with spirituality. Many people place a little Torah water on their flesh and don't really let it penetrate. That's not enough. You could probably still resell that piece of meat. If you want to transform your flesh from physicality to spirituality and rise above the worries of this world, you need to give the water to the meat, to immerse yourself deeply in the water of Torah. Eov declared, from my flesh I shall see God. Our sages teach that Abraham first recognized that his flesh could be holy after his bris. That moment was when he was able to perceive the sanctification of his body. The truth is, however, that he had been sanctifying his body from the very moment that he accepted Torah and mitzvahs upon himself. May the life-giving waters of Torah transform your body and soul and carry you through all the challenges of life, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.